think about how the communities that work for you make you feel and how you might replicate that. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this marketing-focused podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method or theory, like email or SEO or Facebook ads, and each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. Before we get into that this episode, though, I do love to kick off a show by giving a little shout out to the listeners who are kind enough to take the time to post a review or feedback of the show. And I've got one of those to do today. I want to say a big thank you to Chris, who posted a Q&A response on Spotify. It's a new thing on Spotify. If you haven't seen that yet, please do uh, respond and maybe you'll get a shout out too. So huge thank you to Chris, our first ever Spotify Q&A response which was on episode 153. And Chris said, I really enjoyed listening to this. It was insightful and informative. I'm new to the marketing area. So hearing from experts such as Natalie is very beneficial. She has a calm and pleasant voice. So huge kudos to Natalie there. Uh, And thank you very much, Chris, for submitting that Q&A for us. Not much for me to answer there, but loving the review aspect of it. As I said, we do a focus on something different every month. And this month, we're all about community marketing. And as it's such a hard to grasp topic, even, we're doing something in this episode we don't usually do. I'm interviewing an actual retailer rather than a supplier side expert about how they're using community in the business. So this is a case study of how they've used community to improve their business, their sales, their relationship with their customers and much more. You're going to get a whole pile of tips on starting it up, running it and a lot of things which I hope will bust some of the fears that I think we all have about creating community. So do make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because at the end my guest will be sharing some quick fire insider tips to help you maximise the performance of community and then I'll be sharing my take on it all plus outlining some more free ways we can help you to improve your community marketing even more. So stay tuned to the end. It's finally live, Chloe's e-commerce club. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimizing audience and our experts can come together. The point of the club is to help you all improve your e-commerce businesses and to help you solve your marketing challenges, learn more tactics and much more. We are starting simple and focusing on that core aim of helping us all get through this challenging year in the best way possible. But we've got lots lined up for the coming months and I'm sure we'll add more things into the club based on your needs and feedback. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. And yes, I will personally be there hanging out and helping you Monday to Friday. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepopt.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. In this episode, I'm chatting with community expert Janice Thomas. Janice is the e-commerce and marketing director at Look Fabulous Forever, the innovative cosmetics and skincare brand designed to meet the needs of older women. They are a UK D2C brand selling globally via a Magento site, and they've been running a community of their customers since March 2020. Hello, Janice. Hello, Chloe. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be chatting with you again, especially 
such a tricky subject as community with an audience that, uh, you know, your audience, the older generation, which I suspect many people would think would be a nightmare to try and do a community with. So I think this is going to expand many people's thoughts on what community is and should be. But before we get into what you're, what you're doing right now, how did you get into community? How did you get into incorporating community as a part of the marketing for an e-commerce brand? Well, it's funny, I have actually been quite an advocate for community for quite a long time that I think particularly when we talk about things like loyalty, I think to really generate genuine loyalty from your customers, you need an emotional connection. And I think community is a way of bringing an emotional connection. It is something that I've talked about at other brands, but we've never managed to get off the ground so you know kind of my first kind of real experience of running a community from a brand perspective has been when I started to look fabulous forever I like that you're saying you know you've talked about it a lot before but never been in a position to make it work and I think it they're not the easiest things to start are they it's like you kind of have to have this persistence as the numbers grow yeah I think that initial piece is difficult and I think there's also a kind of like, oh how much resource is gonna is it gonna take up a kind of you know what is it gonna cost will it actually go anywhere what's the benefit to the business you know kind of all of those questions tend to kind of fly around We'll maybe get into some of those as we go through this chat, but let's let's talk about the Look Fabulous Forever community. Why did the community come into being? What what led to it being created? We'd actually had discussions on and off for quite a long period of time about whether community was something that we should do as a brand. And in March 2020, when we went into lockdown for the first time, our founder, Trisha Custon, recognised that our customers were going to be disproportionately affected, that the vast majority of our customers are retired. So suddenly, over overnight, their lives had previously revolved around things like families and grandchildren or volunteer work or meeting friends for coffee and lunch and kind of all of that social interaction literally went away for them overnight and they were left Um, Many of them feeling very isolated. They were being told that they were vulnerable, kind of all of these things. And Trisha, it was a really emotional thing that she was like, I I need to help my customers. So she said, right, you know, we are going to set up a private Facebook group where our customers can come and talk to each other and that it's really there for them and if it benefits us as a business as a result that would be nice but that's not the primary reason why we're going to set this up the covid lockdown impact kind of we're going to stop talking about this we're going to stop procrastinating we're going to stop trying to make it this big crazy complicated community thing let's just do a facebook group see what happens yes and obviously we're three years on and it's still running but so clearly clearly the the customers liked it to some degree but did did you see an immediate uptake in that? Were they just, yes, we want to be here? Yes, we definitely did. Because I think that Trisha really, I mean, A, Trisha is our kind of target customer. So 
what Trisha was experiencing was what our customer was, was experiencing. And it wasn't just, oh, we're going to open the doors to this thing. As part of it, Trisha also said, every day at four o'clock, I'm going to put out a video talking about how I'm feeling right now. So we called it uh, tea time with Trisha, you know, four o'clock every day, Trisha's going to be there with a video talking about how she's, she's feeling. And that was a, a way for our customers to engage with us. So we were sending that out via email to our entire base, but then we also had the community alongside it so that if people wanted that interaction, they had that place to go to get that. Got you. Because I was going to say, how did you how did you invite them? Did you invite everybody? And it was, I'm guessing they got an email going, here's Trisha's tea time for Tuesday. If you want to discuss this, head to the Facebook group. So it was kind of a an added benefit. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's kind of that. And the things I think Trisha was talking about, like how it made it her feel that she couldn't hug her grandchildren and kind of how it felt to be described as vulnerable kind of these were all topics that our customers really wanted to have someone to talk about talk to about that would understand their experience so the fact that they could come together in this very specific environment and I think one of the kind of themes both when we started and now is this idea of a safe environment for our customers which it sounds sounds quite kind of a strange idea is like oh well surely facebook's a relatively safe environment it's not you know it's not without its problems but actually for our customer because she is often kind of stereotyped by society and kind of misunderstood that actually she doesn't necessarily feel comfortable showing her kind of vulnerability and her true face to the world. So kind of creating an environment which is a closed environment. It is only women of our demographic and knowing that you can share things in there that you wouldn't feel comfortable sharing even on your own private Facebook page, just because you might feel that other people in your family or younger people just wouldn't understand your experience. So it's incredibly powerful. I think that's a part of any community where, where we stumble into in any format is there's that ring fencing of ideas and approaches and mindsets you know I might have the same conversation uh, you know with people at a conference an e-commerce conference that I might have at my Pilates class but there's different expectations of what sort of comeback you might get and what sort of discussion it might provoke in those different environments even though you're saying the same word so I think that makes makes a lot of sense as a safe as a safe space so you mentioned what it is now obviously then it was a private facebook group is it still as simple as a private facebook group or is it morphed into something else so it is fundamentally a private facebook group but kind of what that means now is very different three years on than um particularly it was during covid so for example there are uh, 
in-person meetups that you know kind of people who have met through the group now go you know and meet up socially and then post those pictures back to the group and kind of invite each other out to things and you know we had something recently where somebody was going to have an open house and you know kind of all all of these 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 things that it's got an added dimension of the in-person element that I mean, it wasn't possible in, in COVID, but it was partly because of the time that it's existed and it's ev- genuine friendships have evolved. And is that something you've seeded, you've pushed, or is it something that just organically happened because you had a, a load of women in a group on Facebook who were of a similar age with similar challenges? It's a little bit of both that it has happened organically, but because that's something we're very keen on, we have encouraged it. So particularly Trisha tries to go to as many of these meetups in person as she can, because that's really nice for the group to meet her in person. We've set up some kind of technical things that help them like okay if you want to meet up then you know these are the steps we suggest that you you take to to do it and kind of those sort of things so it is while it's happened organically we've very much tried to foster it as much as we can it's quite a light touch as well isn't it it's not we're going to bring along the banners and the marketing team and, and you know this that and the other no Trisha will come and try and come and if you want to do one here's an easy guide to how to do it yes and set it up for success I suppose like everything with community, you you saw it evolving and then you saw how you could help rather than go, how can we consume this and turn it into a sales event, which I think some people might fall into that trap. Yeah, and I think that's part of the reason why we still see so much engagement with the group is that the members still genuinely get something out of it and we're not just trying to milk it for money. And Back at the very beginning of it, obviously there was the one post a day that you were putting up with that video with Trisha about how she was feeling during lockdown. You know, it's three years on, it's clearly got a life of its own as a community. Are you still actively posting content, encouraging interactions? And if so, what sort of things are you doing now? Because I'm assuming Trish is not still doing a daily video about how she's feeling. No, fortunately, Trish is very relieved that she is not still doing that. But yeah, I think that interaction is still really crucial that we will probably around once a month, we'll run a kind of content led competition. So we've just run one recently, which was about pink. Show us your pink outfits. And that was that was hugely successful. We had over 100 entries of people, you know, putting their, you know, pink outfits on and and talking about how they made it feel and what particular shade of lipstick they would wear with their pink outfit and kind of all of those things. And um, right now when we're recording, Trisha is on holiday, which is um, holidays are always a big topic within the group. And, you know, Trisha posting, oh, I've gone on gone on holiday and kind of the group gets to kind of follow along with Trisha on her holiday and those <laughs> posts we've got, like she put one out last night and it was like 500 likes to the post just saying, Hey, I've arrived at my destination. <laughs> wow. That's it. Do you think it's possible to do a community without a figurehead like Trisha leading it, especially on a, on a social media platform? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, kind of the the other things that we do to interact with the brand, we still get a lot of interaction and we see not just 
Patricia, but we see very active members in the group would get a similar level of interaction with their, you know, I'm going on holiday post. So it's not unique to, to Trisha. You get kind of people who are almost like famous within the group. There was a story recently about somebody who she'd been posting pictures of her holiday and one of the other members of the group knew someone else who was on holiday with her at the same time and said, oh, are you, is that you? Because, you know, I think you're on holiday with my friends or something. Wow. So, I mean, it's clearly a very active community, a very positive community. You've already mentioned ways in which it's tying back subtly to product because, you know, which lipstick shade would they wear with the pink outfits, which I'm assuming what makeup are they taking on holiday? All that kind of stuff is it quite naturally comes into it. How is it working for the business now three years on? I mean, how much effort is being put into moderation? Are you do you can you track results from it or is it just a clear a feeling that this is good for the business? I joined the business in May 2020. So the the group had been going about six weeks at the point that I joined and I was like oh this is very nice we clearly want to do it for our customers it's great but I'm not sure what the business value to this is going to be and about the same time I was really clear I want to be able to understand customers better not just on this kind of one-to-one level that we have with the community which is absolutely amazing absolutely invaluable but I want to kind of benchmark things like to what extent do people know about our USPs and kind of all of these things so what community has been part of that survey which we now do quarterly so we've done every quarter um, since June 2020 and one of the things that we ask is about membership of the group and awareness of the group and that first survey coming back and there were two really really interesting points of data in it one was the nps score for people who are part of the group is much much higher than people who aren't so we know the people who part of the group part of that participation means they are more likely to recommend us and i was just looking at the the data from our last survey and overall our customers 73 percent of our customers have recommended us to somebody so that's not just the nps score that's they have literally recommended us to somebody and people within the group 80 percent of them have recommended us to somebody so that participation means they're much more likely to advocate for us and what i think i found most surprising was that people who know that we have the group but have chosen not to participate it for what any reason that they don't they're not on facebook or you know that's not that kind of thing or what have you their nps score is almost as high as people who are part of the group so just the fact that our customers know that we do this for them makes them more likely to advocate for us so the piece around advocacy and how it makes our customers feel about our brand is something that we can say that solidly is growing our business. So that's one piece in terms of the kind of value to us in terms of the kind of more cost, kind of what does it cost us to run it? The group self-moderates to a very, very large extent that I think there were some squabbles early on and because of those they know that there are certain things they shouldn't talk about politics being like one of the 
big ones that, that they so they tend to know that there are certain topics that are quite sensitive so let's not talk about them we do very very occasionally have things that are just more than anything not in the spirit of the group that because it is this safe space because these are women who wouldn't normally feel comfortable sharing a selfie on anything outside the the closed group and they do that because they know there's an absolute outpouring of love and support so if there's ever anything that isn't within that then we will step in and kind of moderate it but I would say like that's like once every couple of months or something is it's it's very rare that we because the group the group care about each other and they value the group therefore they behave in a way that is that is appropriate so from a resource um, perspective it isn't very time consuming and from a value to the business being immersed in our customers lives is so valuable that I had a new starter joined the company on Monday and one of the first things I said do you have Facebook get super troopers on your phone you will just get a sense of what's going on in our customers lives what are they interested in at the moment what are they talking about and it's all about holidays and gardening and kind of those kind of things right now you will find out how do they feel about the cost of living crisis you know kind of all of these things you'll get to understand their tone of voice and phraseology and kind of all of these things and we are seeped in this stuff every day literally every time I pick up my phone and I go to Facebook I will see a super troopers post and that is part of my life anyone who's thinking what's the super troopers app it's not an app it's the name of the group um just before you you're googling what's the super troopers facebook group app doesn't exist uh, and the other thing which we which uh, janice mentioned there, i should just quickly explain is the nps score for anyone who's not familiar with that it's one of the simplest ways of um tracking customer advocacy over time it's the net promoter score i think is the is the correct name for it it's one of those things you'll have seen everywhere uh, from one to ten, how likely are you are you to refer us to a friend? Simple as that. One of the most simple things in the world. So, Janice, you're expending almost nothing on running the group. It's training your team to do better marketing. It's filling your content calendar for your marketing. It's creating really powerful link to the community that you've analysed and have seen increases advocacy amongst those who are in the group and those who know the group exists but aren't in it. I'm guessing you're not going to be stopping it anytime soon. Oh gosh, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, kind of, I think there was a question about to what extent will it continue kind of post-COVID and I think as long as it continues to be relevant and, in, and interesting to our customers' lives, then they will continue to participate. And from our point of view, we would we would continue that. And that's the joy of it being a private group as well, that we control who goes in there. And if we ever get any kind of problematic actors, it's relatively easy to remove them. Obviously, you know, Facebook groups is a very simple place to set such audiences up. Do you have any regrets about it being a Facebook group or would you have done it on a different platform now or do you still think it's a good place to be doing it? Not not a loaded question, it's just, uh, just wondering. For us, ultimately, it was the right environment. It was the place where our customers are most likely to be. 
from a community participant perspective, it's relatively straightforward to manage to what extent are you seeing it in your feed? Are you seeing specific people? You know, kind of those those sort of things. There are not many, I think, short of building it ourselves, which would have been incredibly expensive, it was the best option. We do get a little bit of a friction about certain people who don't like Facebook as a as a brand and that's quite understandable we have occasionally got a little bit of pushback from those people saying oh you know kind of the super troopers are special you treat them you know kind of better than you treat the rest of the customers and we really try and make sure that that is not the case that kind of particularly when we are looking for kind of ambassadors and content creators and things like that we really make sure that we're going out to our regular uh, our regular base over email and those kind of things and not just doing things in super troopers and things like the tea time video saying okay what's the version of this for people who aren't part of who don't want to be part of the community who don't want to be on facebook Gosh, so definitely not exclusive community things happening anytime soon because there are those who don't want to be part of the Facebook group, don't want to be part of the community, but who you still have to make sure are included in things. Definitely. Yes. Yes. That's really important to make sure that all of our customers feel welcome and and like they belong to something, even if they choose not to partake in the community itself. And do you think this is something which any e-commerce brand could do? Or is this something which has worked for uh, for you because the Look Fabulous Forever has Trisha as the leader? The timing was a time when the audience wanted, you know, it was a good time to be launching the type of community you've launched for that audience and an audience who are probably underserved generally. Do you think it's something any brand could do or should do? I think the simple answer is yes. The more complicated answer is, well, it's very, very dependent. And I think it comes down to two questions, which is why are you doing it as a brand? What is in it for you? What are your objectives? And the other is, what is in it for the customer? Why would they join? What is the benefit to them? And those two things have to intersect. That they, that the reasons why you do it have to be, have to work with the reasons why your customers participate. If you're pulling in two different directions, it is not going to work. That makes sense. An awful lot of sense. You've given us all a lot of a lot to think on here, Janice. So thank you so much for sharing everything you have so far about the Look Fabulous Forever community. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Janice's insider tips on community and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your businesses. It's finally live, Chloe's e-commerce club. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimising audience and our experts can come together. The point of the club is to help you all improve your e-commerce businesses and to help you solve your marketing challenges, learn more tactics and much more. 
We are starting simple and focusing on that core aim of helping us all get through this challenging year in the best way possible. But we've got lots lined up for the coming months and I'm sure we'll add more things into the club based on your needs and feedback. It really is a club all about you and supporting your business. And yes, I will personally be there hanging out and helping you Monday to Friday. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepopt.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. Okay, Janice, so far we've gone deep into the Look Fabulous Forever Super Troopers community. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of community. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with community, which of course includes everything we've already been talking about. Janice, are you ready for these? Yes, I am. Okay, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take that first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? I think it comes back to that why. Why are you doing it? Kind of what are, what are the business reasons? What are the, the benefits? What are the parameters that you're going to run it on? And why would the customer do it? And I think if you can get good, solid answers to both those questions, then, you know, go ahead and take the plunge. But if you are not absolutely certain on those two, then you need to do more work on that before you get started. Excellent. Okay. Once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? It's you've got to keep working at it. You've got to keep providing activities for the community to participate in that as active as our community is, it's really important that we are shaping the kind of tone and the cadence and things like that by the certain things that we are putting into them. The nature of our community is people will recommend us to people who have no idea about the brand. So we need to periodically, not in a very overtly commercial way, but we need to be bringing it back to the brand on a regular basis. Otherwise, we end up with people who say, what is LFF? What does LFF stand for? And it's like, look fabulous forever. We are Trisha's super troopers. Trisha Custom is the founder of look fabulous forever. So keeping that you can't even a really engaged community, you need to keep managing it and kind of involved in it. Excellent. So all about the content and I guess sticking back to that really clear view of why it's created the parameters of it and so forth. Now, if someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you'd recommend? Yes. And that is be human, be yourself. Think about the communities that you are part of and fundamental to them is this feeling of belonging and what do the communities that you feel part of how do they make you feel that you belong to part of this group and like putting your human hat on rather than your I am a marketeer I am trying to do this for my brand think about how the communities that work for you make you feel and how you might replicate Nice. Good advice. And very free as well. <laughs> Definitely beyond cheap into the free re- free realm there. Uh, finally, it's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? So one of the things I think 
potentially goes wrong with community is there are so many different platforms and technologies and kind of all of those things that it's really about thinking about where are your customers now your community can move and evolve but if you're trying to set it up in something that if i've got to download one more app onto my phone to be part of a community no matter how exciting it is it's really off-putting for me so actually it's the opposite it's not about what the new technology is it's about what where are the customers now and how do you leverage that rather than do all the fancy exciting flashy things keep it simple everybody that's what Janice is saying Janice thank you so much for all your advice here it's been a been really awesome picking your brains before we say goodbye could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and look fabulous forever please Yes, so we're lookfabulousforever.com. So if you have women in their in your life that are in their 60s, 70s and 80s, I am sure they would appreciate a lovely, thoughtful gift from our website. Excellent. Lookfabulousforever.com. Thank you so much, Janice. And thank you for, for sparing the time to come on the show. It's been very cool understanding how it's working within a real live retail scenario. So um, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Chloe. So many lessons there from everything Janice was sharing about the Look Fabulous Forever group. Key tips for me, I suppose, were being really clear on why you want to create it as a business and what's in it for the customer and how those things overlap. I think the soft touch way in which they kind of guide the discussion, but they're not forcing it on people. They're not heavy lifting on it, I think is really important. The idea of those competitions to keep people engaged, brilliant, low cost, clearly going to have an impact. If you're not already doing customer surveys, quarterly customer surveys, clearly a good idea. Very easy to do. Very Lots and lots of free technology out there that you can, you can use it. And if you include something like the MPS in there, so score of one to 10, how likely are you to recommend us to a friend? You then get how that changes over time. And like Janice has been able to do, you can segment the people who are in the community versus the people who know about the community. How does that change their behavior versus those people who don't even realize there's a community? So there's definitely a way of tracking, not down to the pound shillings and the pence or the dollars or the euros or whatever currency you're working in, but there's definitely a way of tracking the impact on the business of this. And then finally, I think Janice's point on make it easy for the customers to join that group. Where are they already? So don't be, don't feel like you have to go and build a forum on the website if that's not the right place to do it. Janice has also previously been a guest on our e-commerce master plan podcast. If you want to hear a bit more about how they're growing Look Fabulous Forever, then go and have a listen to e-commerce master plan podcast episode 404. You can get the links to everything we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com or use our direct episode short links. That's keepopt.com forward slash the number of this episode. Put that into the URL bar and you'll go straight to the correct page of the website. And when you get to the website, please add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the many other things I share to help you improve your marketing and your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimising podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then do check out episode 159, which is the first in our community series where we're talking about word of mouth, because I think that will help you build on what you've learned in this episode. 
And if you use the short link keepopt.com forward slash community, you'll go to the community page on the website where you'll see a few more past episodes that we've pulled together for you that are linked to this community topic. Please do tell your fellow marketers about the show because I want to help as many marketers as possible to improve the performance of their e-commerce marketing. You are listening carbon guilt free because this is a carbon positive podcast, which means we've bought the carbon credits to offset all our production, distribution and you listening to this show. So you've just listened to this episode and all our episodes carbon guilt free. So binge away on all that community content. Binge away. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Hello, Chloe here. I just wanted to tell you something super exciting before we get into this episode. Chloe's e-commerce club is finally live. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimizing audience can come together to improve your e-commerce marketing is live. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepop.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So go on, hit pause and come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. And then don't forget to hit play and listen to the rest of the episode. See you in the club.